Yo, 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 yo. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Hello, world, and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajal, where nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. As I previously stated, I am your host, Rajan Lewis. I want to thank y'all so much for joining me tonight. We got a very special set of guests this evening. We have... My good friends from the Love, Life, and Legacy podcast. They go by the names of John, Nathan, Jonathan, and Eva Singleton. And I'm about to bring them in. But for some reason, I can't see my screen. There we go. That's me. All right. Before I bring them in, I do want to make sure that I shout out my sponsors. Special thank you to signstosee.com. If you have any custom design needs, please make sure you go to www.signstosee.com. They can take care of your uh, banner needs, your business needs. If you're about to run for office, there's a whole lot of y'all out there doing that. Go to Signs to See. They can help you out. If you have a birthday party coming up, you need some T-shirts made to say, we love you, Pookie. You can get those made at signstosee.com. And also, if you are looking for a journey, you're trying to journey into the realm of cybersecurity, you want to go check out cyberprepu.com. They have a lady who is specialized in all kinds of IT certifications, and she can get you on your way. Go out there and start making those six-figure dollars, man. Go to cyberprepu.as.me. With that being said, let's get to the show. Real Talk Rajan has a goal of shining a light on the great things that are happening right here in the low country and across the world. And tonight we have very special guests. We have Jonathan and Eva Singleton of the Love, Life, and Legacy podcast. Thank y'all for joining me. Thank you for having us. All right, all right, all right, all right, man. So for those who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself to the audience. I am Jonathan Singleton. And <laughs> I'm Eva. <laughs> Eva Singleton. And uh, we are um, of the Love Life Legacy podcast, a podcast that focuses on marriage and family and life and just building legacy. So the things that we've been through and learning as we continue on our journey, we, we've uh, formulated that into a podcast to share with everybody. Awesome. Awesome. So just to give them a little background on who you guys, where you guys are from. So where are you guys originally from separately? And then we'll talk about individually. Well, we, we both from the Chalio. Chalion. <laughs> yeah. Um, born and raised in, in Charleston, North Charleston. Uh, I grew up on George Legree, a.k.a. North Park Village, a.k.a. The Project. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all my life up to age 15. Then, of course, they, uh, they came in and gentrified the land and kicked us all out. And um, then uh, we relocated to Russelldale. Yep. And then for Russelldale, then we moved in together after that. All right. Yeah, that's my stomach grounds. So I'm from North Charleston, too. Deep yep. Road. <laughs> all day. Charlestown Village. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, yep, went to Charleston County Schools. Uh, John, um, Morningside Middle School, North Charleston High, you know, all of us are, you know, mm -hmm. that's who we are. So, yep. um, yeah, so from here, we did move away for a little while, for about four years, to Clarksville, Tennessee, and then we came right back home, so Charleston is home. Word, word. Okay, and you have children? Yeah. <sighs> a lot of them born. So how many children <laughs> do you have? Five. 
five kids. How many boys, girls? Four girls, one boy. Four yeah, girls, I, one boy. I tell, I tell you, I gotta be being punished because you know it's a a myth that you can tell that a man's been a hole in his past life based on how many girls he has. Eesh. Yeah, I, I'm, I will not I'm confirm nor deny that theory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I must, I must, I must have been a, a hole in, in a past life. It's not in this life. So yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. I hate that saying. Yeah. Because <laughs> what does that mean for mom? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it means that you were nice. It means that you're a kind person. <laughs> well, Jay Z said, "I got demons in my past, so I got daughters on my way, on the way." That's that's what he said. That's that's what Jay said. Uh, yep. So, but yeah. Five kids, four girls, one boy, and work. Uh, four ages range from 14, 12, nine, nine six, six, and five. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So we also, me and Toya also have uh, four girls and a boy. So yeah, we we do 19, 18, 16, 12, 12. So we feel you. You were a lot quicker than I am, man. I'm a little jealous. It takes me a little while to remember. Hey, man, dude. I well, one, I talk on the show like a lot about my family. So I I, I end up running the ages down quite often. But uh, people always like, and people always always like they hit me with the. Oh, you got so many kids, and I have to explain to people this way. I've only been a part of three births, right? Mm. So my wife had Ariana before we got married, but that's my daughter, right? She's right. 19. Vari's my firstborn daughter. She's 18. Tasha's 16, all right? And then the twins were born together. So I've only been a part of three births. So uh, I don't really have that many kids when you think about it that way. That's the way I think about it, but... You know, bills bills cost the same, but you know how it is. <laughs> you yeah. know how it is. So, so, um, so, how long have you guys been married? On July fourteenth, it'll be fourteen years. Nice, yes, sir. Nice. Yes, sir. So, how did you meet? Well, well, how do you think that story will go? I don't know. Okay, so we knew of each other in one side, but we didn't even talk we weren't mm -hmm. friends at all mm -hmm. and, and in high school during junior uh basketball um we just became friends jv basketball jv basketball junior junior varsity sorry <laughs> okay basketball, we became really good friends but we didn't date until i went off to college okay but how hold on, hold on. how did we become friends Oh, we became friends. Doing, playing JV basketball. That's because me being the nice person that I am <laughs> and being punctual and having everything that I needed for an away game, uh -huh. I had my little Walkman and my little headset, and I was just sitting on the bus going to our away game, minding mm -hmm. my own business, and somebody decided to take advantage of my niceness and asked to borrow my headphones while I am listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do. Listen, I had to get amped, and this was around the time uh, uh, Nas and Jay Z um, was battling, and yeah, I was yeah. trying to learn Ether. It, it, it was it was imperative that I learn that song, man. <laughs> he bodied Jay Z in that battle. I don't care about the debates. And that was my mind was that right. So yeah, I I needed some headphones. She looked like a nice person. I honestly was expecting her to say no. Right. I was shocked she said yes. 
So I had to go with it. I couldn't say, oh, I thought you was going to say, no, you can keep the headphones. No, I took them. Yeah. Well, so that's how we became we were, became friends. Yeah. Word. Yeah. So that was, in, that was in middle school. No, high school. That was high, high, school. high school. Word. Oh, so JV football, JV basketball. Word. So you played for North Charleston? Yeah. Both y'all played for North Charleston? All right. All right. You know, we got a rep. we got a rep. We got a rep for the for the Cougars. Yeah, for those who don't know, if you went to Burke High School, we don't worry about you. This whole this whole podcast, this whole podcast situation ain't worried about you. I just want you to know that right now. I'm talking trash for North Charleston NCHS Cougars. Ask about me, y'all know my well, you don't know my address. I'm not gonna give it out on the internet, but run up. <laughs> so so yeah so y'all met in North Charleston. How how long had you dated before you decided to get married? That's a good question. It was probably it was eight months. Eight months. Y'all were dating eight, eight months, months when you got decided to get married. Well, yeah, I'm gonna tell the story. Okay, it was eight months between we started dating August or something like that, but we didn't. I don't really even know this part of the story. Oh, oh I know. Okay, so we started dating when I went off to school, and then maybe it was two years. Man, I don't know what's wrong with her. We were best friends for four. I don't know what you told me. Two, two years, two thousand four from two thousand six. Okay, good enough. Thank we you. started out as best friends. Right, right, right. right. Uh, I had my girlfriend. She was doing her thing. I had mm-hmm. a boyfriend. You know, so mm-hmm. we were just friends. I never, I didn't even look at it like that. Right, right. We were right, just right. really good friends, learning about each other, the ins and the outs. You know, in hindsight, looking back, I, I mean, I can say now that we were technically dating, we spent all our time together. We always yeah. were on the phone. If she had a school project, I was there. If I had a paper, she was there. We were just getting to know each other. Uh-huh. In that time, we developed such a strong bond as friends. And I thought it would be a good idea to actually take it a step forward. Uh-huh. So I, pro- I, I came to her with a proposition like, hey, good friends. I'm, you know, feeling you. I can see us actually going somewhere with this. Uh, how would you think we take it a step further? She laughed in my face. Mm. She, said, she said, boy, you stupid. I can't believe you're coming at me like this. I said, no, I'm serious. <laughs> she said, you serious? I said, yeah. She said, uh-uh, no, we, we can't do that. Wow. So I kept staying, staying persistent, and she kept telling me no. Do that, man. And then I finally said, hey, either you going to give this thing a try, Oh, I'm gonna move on, and we don't. You don't got to worry about us talking no more. Wow. And, <laughs> and what happened? And she said, "Oh, really? All right then." And she walked off, and that was it. And we didn't talk as friends for like six, six months. Because <laughs> you don't give me no ultimatum, like. Ah, uh, okay. Somebody else, and I, I moved on. It's like whatever. Okay. I, just, I knew what I wanted. Right, right, right. She checked off a lot of the boxes that, um, you know, I, I, I was looking for. She spoke into me. She spoke my love language. You know, when I was with her, I really didn't care about nobody else. We fit on paper and off paper. I just didn't understand why she just couldn't give it a shot. Because she didn't get it. I was in a relationship. <laughs> you let that stop you? It don't matter. You let that stop you? <laughs> Needless to say, it all worked out. So then y'all broke up. Together. Yeah, we broke up six months. Uh, we weren't together to break up. Well, yeah. in hindsight, because we were just friendship broke up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Friendship broke yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I bit the bullet because I missed my friend. And um, I apologize and said, you know, even if, you know, we don't date, I miss my friend. Can we start talking again? That's nice. And, you know, we started out that way and then eventually, you know, yeah. evolved into a relationship. So the reason, one reason why I think our relationship speed up in the eight months I was talking about is because we end up ha uh, being pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I found out I was pregnant because Jonathan wanted to do the right thing, then he proposed. And then I said yes, but we still waited an additional year. Yeah. So that's what the two years and some uh, change. Okay. That's okay. Because I just didn't want to be married just to be married because I didn't want to be married and I didn't necessarily want to have a baby. But, you know, he promised that I'll be able to finish school because I was already in college at this point mm -hmm. and that he would make the necessary sacrifices. And then both of our mothers were on board. Like, you know, if you, you know, keep the baby, we'll help you get through school or whatever. And so from that moment on, Jonathan and our family has been on board of my educational journey and my scholastic endeavors to make sure I achieve those things that I set out to achieve. Nice. Look at that. Look Look at God just working it out, man. Look at God just working it out. I got to tell you, Toy didn't want to marry me originally either, bro. So don't feel bad. He didn't. How did you take it? How did I take it? Me and Toy, like, so we... <laughs> She doesn't want me to tell the story again. So, so me, me and Toyo dated very briefly. Like we went on one date in high school, and she, uh, and you know, after the date, you know, we I had actually like sort of like y'all, we weren't best friends, but I used to come visit her every day, and I would sit on her porch and I talked to her, and I'd walk to her house, I'd ride my bike, and she did not live close to me, um, but I would go there every day, and I'd sit on her porch and I'd talk to her, and then you know, one day she asked me if I, she said she was going to the fair, asked me if I wanted to go with her to the fair. To me, that's a date. So we went on a date. Uh, and uh, after the fair, you know, um, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in there. Let me see what I can do to push this thing to the next level. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm really interested in being your boyfriend. And she was like, I don't really want a boyfriend. <laughs> so four years later, <laughs> literally no actually about six years later it was like six years six years later um i i ran into her when i come back from overseas and we talked and we've been together ever since that's what's up. like so like so i feel y'all story like people people tend to think and you know and that's why it's always, always so good to hear from other married couples is because people think that marriage has has to be a specific way um, and if it doesn't fit into this this specific category that, you know, it either is not meant to be or it won't last. Like, one, if you love something, you let it go. Come back to it. It's yours. And, you know, nobody can take it from you. Uh, but also you learn to value um, the person that, that you got because of the fact that in that time that you had a part, in that time that y'all decided, OK, you decided, Eva, you know, I don't want to be with him. You know, you, you could go out and you could realize, dude, that guy was actually had some really good qualities that I probably would want in a boyfriend. So, and, you know, Toya, same way. Me and Toya actually got married. We both got married and then ran into each other after we were, like, going through divorces. So that was the nuts thing about, about our whole story. And y'all didn't have to go through divorces, thankfully, because divorces suck. I'm telling you, divorces suck. Um, but, yeah, man, you guys. But So I'm excited about you guys. So what made you want to take your story and your marriage and make it into a podcast? Because we always have uh, folks that ask us about our story mm. or how, how we do it, you know. Or how, our energy our or energy. our vibe or. 
you know, they just wanted, you know, just ask us questions about how we made it through certain transitions. Yeah. They're very transparent about the things that we have went through in our marriage from anything, you know, not wanting to have all these children, you know, yeah. infidelity and, you know, all those really, you know, really intense topics that, you yeah. know, some people avoid and, you know, they're not transparent with one another to be transparent publicly. So people ask us questions and we give them the truth, you mm. know, no matter how ugly that it may be, because we know because of our friendship, we can work out those things and, you know, help someone else. So from there, um, we just decided to like, just, you know, instead of meeting with people one-on-one all the time, let's just put it out there. Let's yeah. see who else, you know, would want to, you know, to, you know, hear our story and whoever mm-hmm. our story help. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we both feel like we have so much to give to the world, mm. you know, unselfishly. I feel um, that. You know, and uh, for us, we feel like this is purpose, mm-hmm. you know, because we have been given a strength, gifted a strength to endure through this and mm-hmm. all the other things that we went through just to be kind of a, a landmark almost that yeah. it is yeah. possible. This type of love can exist that, yes, just because you go through trials and you go through hardships that you can uh, come out and come and overcome them. But there's a lesson that is is, is grafted in that. And, uh, you know, because not everybody makes it through the things that they go through. And right. Say that they are still married. How, how are we? If we're not anything more special than anybody else. You know, we don't, you know, carry medals around our neck. We just understand that this thing is much bigger than us. And if this was such a time for us to actually be here, why not give back and share with everybody to let them know that it is possible? Yeah, and yeah. I like that you say that such a time because in the climate of, you know, people not believing in marriages or marriage not worth that, you know, the whole tone of, you know, you know, just a piece of paper and all that. I just feel as though I just want to live my marriage out loud, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that our marriage is perfect or whatever, and we don't know what the future may hold, but today we're fighting, and I just, you know, want other people to know that they can join the fight too. I love that. You know, into that. Facts. The thing I love about y'all, and I love about the thing, you know, that, you know, ever since I met John, I mean, I've, I've known you for a long time, Eva, but since I met John, like, y'all have been very vocal about marriage you've been vocal about the ups and downs of marriage you've been vocal about everything but not in a disrespectful way you know not in a way that like calls out your partner but in a way that speaks to the goodness of marriage i think that too often on social media people like to downplay marriage and even committed relationships i mean especially with you know and no shade on anybody for the way you live your life but you know like the, the move towards polyamory or, you know, moving away, you know, like moving away from monogamy. Oh, well, men, men aren't meant to be with one woman. I love to see, a, a, especially a black man that is willing to stand up and say, I love my wife. You know, I love my wife and I am willing to stand behind her and I am willing to support her. Even in y'all's story, the way you just told the story of, you know, he he's 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 willing to sacrifice to make sure I can complete my college um yeah. Academic, my, my academic endeavors. He, he doesn't want me to, to 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 shrink myself to become his wife. Like that stuff. There is that stuff that um, our people need to see and our people need to hear. Our children need to hear. So, um, is that something that you guys are intentional about doing? Absolutely. Yes. A- absolutely. It, um, I just I've always believed in, in empowering your partner. Yes. And especially if they have you know gifts that you're able to see. 
and you want to see them win, why not assist them in winning? She she said in, in a part of the story that I promised her when she was pregnant with our oldest daughter, I said, babe, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I promise that you're going to be able to finish school because you, you, you had to leave after a year and I, I wanted you know us to start a family, but I promise I don't know how I'm going to do it. But we're gonna get this thing done, and mm. you know, I, I didn't I didn't have a plan, but I was intentional that if there was a door that was cracked, I would open it. Yeah. If there was a door that was closed, I would be uh, meticulous in finding a way how to open it because I wanted to see her win, and I wanted us to win collectively. Mm. You know, and I want I want people to understand and people to know that if you could just pour into someone that you really care enough, you're going to reap the dividends of what you pour out. Absolutely. You, you always, you always will, especially if there's not an arterial motive there, but you're doing it from a place of caring and compassion. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're doing it from a place to say, it's not all about me. It's about you and us. You're going to reap the harvest in that investment. And that's why for us, it is intentional to make sure that we share those things. You know, I went overseas four times. Four times and, and and got you know shot at and and uh, mortar rounds and you know got a slight hint of PTSD because of it. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you know, I feel at that. the same time, it, there was a goal that was in mind, mm. and it was about the the, the building the, the family and you know. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm losing it. Go ahead, please take it. No, you good. You good. Cup. And there's one part about that story, I think that I, uh, one thing that I like to tell other married people or even people in, that's considering serious relationships of how transparent and how honest you have to be, you know, all the time when it comes to things that you want, you things you desire. Um, one part about that story that we do talk about, but probably not as often is because that was my first year in college and I had like all these things that I wanted to do. And I was like on my way achieving some great things even in my freshman year of college. Sure. And um, I honestly wanted to have an abortion. I was like, you know, right. this ain't for me. And I was scared now. I'm not sure if I actually would have went through with it, but that was like, you know, I just can't do this. I'm ruining my life. You know, I'm supposed to be going here. And I was about to start like traveling and doing other things. And um, I was like, listen, you know, if I have this baby because you want this baby, you know, um, you know, if anything happened between us, you keeping it. Oh man! Like, wow. I hear that like it's yesterday. I'm signing over birthrights, and then we. Um, and I was like, you know, we. He told his mom, and her his mom talked to my mom, and we had to have a come to Jesus moment about you know because if we do this, you know, thank you for the support, but we had. I just wanted you guys to know what my plans were yeah. if we were to start this part of our life. And then when he gave that promise, because we had a little handshake, you know, the rest is I'm going to trust you because I'm all business. You, know? <laughs> you can tell, right? Yeah. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to come out of school and I'm going to lose my scholarship because to me, I had a lot riding on the line, you know? Yeah. You know, yes, the mistake, I partake in the mistake, but at the same time, you know. Yeah. You know. You're sacrificing a lot. There was, you know, there's a contingency plan that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So it's like, you know, here's what I'm risking. Here's what you're risking. Because I was ahead of Jonathan in high school because I graduated early. So he was in high school making these decisions. Yeah. And um, so it was like, we just had to be honest about what I want and what I was going to do with or without you, with the baby and without the baby. Mm. And when I put it all on the table, we were able to, you know, 
make a decision that would work best for all of us. Facts. So it was the compromise at the end. I would risk school. He would risk going to college. Our parents, you know, got involved in, you know, it's all about legacy at the end of the day. Praise God. Praise God. I love that. I love that. Um, what is the greatest misconception about marriage to you, that you guys think? That uh, love is not supposed to hurt. Mm. I, I I hate that misconception, man. I Everything that I have achieved that I consider great came through pain. Mm. I've been an athlete for the majority of my life. And anytime we we experienced a w you can you can glory in that win but you got to remember what it took to get there yeah yeah the, the hard work the training the running when nobody wanted to run the sacrificing your body in the weight room being strategic on the eating plan the you know the injuries having to come back from that it's just it's so much so for me i learned a lot of life principles from sports and I understand that in order to get the victory, you have to go through pain. Mm. And that's the same thing in love. Love is scary. Love is painful, right? Yeah. But the joy that comes if you endure and stand the test of time cannot be compared to anything that I have yet experienced or think will ever experience. Mm. So when people have that misconception that love is supposed to hurt, and they won't allow themselves to go through that hurt to learn the lesson so that they can solidify themselves more in that love. Mm -hmm. It makes me sad because I understand how hard it is and how much it hurt. But if you would just trust the process mm. and just reflect for a second on what you did that you could have that, that probably contributed to that pain. And start to look inside and then measure what you could have probably did differently and then measure that, you know, on the outside perspective and then sit back and, and bring both perspectives in into one while you're wallowing in that pain. Just know that on the other side of it's joy, but people don't want to go through that. As soon as they feel the slight prick that love can can bring, they run mm. or they say, I'm not supposed to be here for that. Or, you know, you're not supposed to do that. It, this is not supposed to feel like that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's Hollywood that has programmed us to believe that love is a fairy tale and you don't have any problems with it. Mm. But we, we have to shift our paradigm and how we how we view love and how how that love, it, you know, transcends into marriage. You're going to go through a lot. But yeah. the lessons that you that you you learn from that and the strength that you gain from that. It's, it's just so worth it. And just to qualify that, just two aspects I want to hit on that he talked about. Number one is the, you know, having the mindset to really learn. Yeah. Um, you know, you have people that don't want to grow. You have people that do want to do the trifling things. And you have people that, you know, that just, you know, just really don't have good intentions. They want their cake and eat it too, to a certain extent. Yeah. But then the, the pain part that, that I believe Jonathan is describing is that sharpening, how iron sharpens iron, you know, that type of, you know, relationship of where you're being perfected, you're being molded. And I think that some people don't understand that that is the work of a relationship, that the more you spend time together, the more you bump heads together, you have something that you need to iron out. And people yeah. use excuses and that's when people go out and do their own thing or whatever because they feel like they're losing a part of themselves. But 
that's the part of the merging that I think people don't understand is that when trials come, it's not for you to, you know, necessarily, you know, you have situations that go your separate ways, but it doesn't mean to go apart. It just means to get a little closer, rub a little more, smooth out that kink, work mm. on that inconsistency, you know, work on your character, you know, bring those things to light so that you both can heal, to, you know, and build together. Go ahead, but, girl. You know. Go ahead. I love that. I love that. Like, I love that. That there's so much. Do you think? Do you think that? Because I think. What do you think is the number one reasons that marriages fail? Well, you won't give. I got. I got two of them, Rajon. All right. <laughs> I think the number one of the reasons, because I'm not sure, um, is that they're not friends, like mm. real friends, and uh, and they don't see each other as people. And and when I say see each other as people, there's this going. there's this expectation. Oh, because you're a husband, or because you're a wife, you're supposed to do this. But you're a man, and I'm a woman, and hmm. we are individuals too. And I don't think people under understand that. I don't know how else to explain it. No, Maybe I know I know exactly what you mean. Um, uh, let's see. I, I I can I can kind of filter through the example of being a parent. I can't tell you how many times, and I know you can attest to this. Mm -hmm. How many times you have to tell your child the same thing over and over and over again, but you don't quit on them mm -hmm. because eventually you know that they will learn what you're trying to teach them. Their mistakes does not diminish their humanity. Mm. And because you understand that, yeah, you do not give up on them, regardless of how many times you tell them to take out the trash and they forget or how often I have to remind my oldest daughters to wipe out the uh, the, the microwave as well as the front of the microwave, mm -hmm. not just wash the plate. You know, certain certain things that we we we've gone over time and time again. But you will invest that energy into your children, but you will not into your spouse because in your mind they should know better. Mm. There, you you cannot forget their humanity. They they're going to make mistakes, and they're they're going to fall and they're going to fumble. But you have to remember who they are, and if you would have if you would have found them in their friendship and understood who they were as a friend first and as a as person, a person yeah. then you would know exactly where they could be found again if they do make that mistake, and even if they do it again, which would help you stick and not want to leave and give up. Mm. Well, that is mine coincides with yours. Yeah. That's why and, I piggybacked off. And the only reason why I say that, Rajon, is because that's what got me through. That was the number one thing that I had to learn in our marriage is that throughout our flaws, and I think one reason why we can be transparent about the things that we have done wrong to each other is because Jonathan's going to see me as even Evil. his friend. Yes. And, you know, because I have this thing, if I have to tell him something hard, I'd be like, I need to talk to my friend Jonathan, not my mm -hmm. husband. <laughs> like, okay. All right. To be a little bit more merciful and i need you to hear my side of the story and i i i, I say that because i want number one i want to let him guard down and i want him to see me like yeah. don't, don't come at me with an expectation right now because i'm trying to tell you i failed at something right. and i need you to see me as a person the same way how you would counsel another woman coming to you and confiding in you i need you to look at me like her yeah you know, because yeah i'm bearing myself to you right now and i'm telling him that because i'm telling him i need a safe place um, right. When one part of me and Jonathan's marriage, because I like to control things in my own little way, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't realize I wasn't giving him space to say what he really needs to say. I was just yeah. pop off. And um, he had to, we had to implement, you know, like he had to say something along the lines of, I need a safe place. I need a safe place. Like, and that's like, and I get in frame mode because now I'm ready to defend him instead of defend myself. Because yeah. if my husband's going to tell me or let me know that he's born, I was like, what's wrong? What can I do? Instead of, why you did that? Or, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. It took some time to get there now. Yeah, it, 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 it really did. And I, I love that. Um, but I, I'm glad we fought, stuck it out. Yeah. Right? yeah. Through all the, the countless nights where we didn't feel like talking to each other or she left the house. Oh, I, leave quick. Yeah, so I got better. Quick. I don't leave like <laughs> You know, we came to that point where now we have that implemented. The way mm-hmm. is now if there's a trigger and I feel it, I am able to say I need a safe place. And mm-hmm. she picks up on it and we, we go from there. But yeah. it took time to get there. We're talking about we developed this last year. Like year that. 13 of marriage. Yeah, yeah. Some people expect to have this year one. Right. Year two. How? you're still learning and then check this you still have to evolve as yeah. an individual yeah for example i am a huge bourbon connoisseur i love okay. bourbon right i'm th- how old am i you're 32 okay 32 i'll be 30 <laughs> I'll be 32 y'all <laughs> see i know why you don't know your kids ages because you don't know your age <laughs> me man i think overseas did something to me um but i feel that i i you i you could not get me to drink bourbon when i'm 21 mm. 22 years old it was disgusting i hated it it did not sit well on my palate it didn't sit well in my stomach get it away from me now i am literally now in the point where i'm i feel like i want to become like how wine tasters get paid to yeah. taste wine i feel like that now in the in the realm of, of bourbon mm-hmm. that took time and growth and evolution i i evolved as a person so i use that example to say that you can't expect for your spouse or your mate to have it early on in the in the relationship yeah. it's going to take time to evolve and you yeah. have to iron out the kinks yeah. you know if the kinks ain't ironed out Spray some starch on it and iron that bad boy out some more. But yeah. don't give up on the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, I, I love that. I, I just certain things when I hear y'all talk is, that just ring true to me. That just ring just ring out to me. Um one, um, the fact that like you said, when things got hard, instead of running away from one another, you decided to you decided to develop coping strategies and even language that would allow you to speak to one another. I think that's something that people, especially as young as you both are, um, don't capture that. They don't try to find ways to fix it. Let's think about, and I'm, I'm a sports guy. So you think about LeBron James in 2007. He goes to the finals, his fourth year in the league, right? Well, the Spurs knew if we made him shoot jumpers, we can beat them. We just got to make him shoot, keep him away from the rim. And instead of LeBron saying, oh, well, I'll never learn I'll never learn how to play this game, he went to the gym and he developed a jumper. So the next time he saw the Spurs, he could beat them. And, exactly. and, and y'all did y'all took those same, like you said, sports. You take those same principles and you apply them to marriage. You don't just run away. You know, um, I talk about I talk about my divorce, not a lot, but I talk about it because of the fact that I don't believe that I got divorced because we were bad people. Like, I don't think like I I think we were young and we didn't know any better. So we allowed things to go on for so long that that 
it just became toxic for both of us and we had to do what we had to do but if we would have had the ability to, to, to develop those skills and to say nah we we're gonna work this out then we might have it might have worked out now my life probably wouldn't be as dope as it is so i'm sort of glad that it didn't you know? but um but you know like but 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 I, I love the fact that y'all did that i love the fact that y'all have found that place in one another. And I love the fact, again, that you used your platform to shine that light that it can work. Y'all got married young. How, how old were you when y'all got young? Y'all married, married 15 years, 14 years. And you're 32? 18 you're 18 19. 19. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the oldest. <laughs> Latoya got me by two months. It's cool. Uh, but like, I love, I love that y'all, that y'all are doing this and I love that y'all are, 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 so what is, down the road, like, what is the, what is this like plan for you guys? Like, what do you want to come out of this podcast? If you were to say, you know, ten years from now, when we look back at what this podcast was able to do, what has this podcast done? I don't even know where to start. Before he get all excited, I'm, I'm, I'm bubbling excited. over here. <laughs> I'm just kind of so. We have started several books that we haven't really finished, but we're working on finishing them. And that was one way to communicate and to talk, you know, to talk out and to, you know, to help people with their marriages that they, you know, seek to learn from us. But we also wanted to, you know, go into like social gatherings, creating an atmosphere for people to come mingle, creating, you know, at one point early in our marriage, we had like marriage Mondays where, you know, adults would come hang out or we would, you know, do things with married couples. And we want to do that again because I don't see a lot of it. And I just want, you know, other married people like us to have safe places and build those healthy relationships and things like that, especially with all the toxicity that is going on. And um, so hopefully we'll get into that type of networking, event planning and things like that with the platform, also a book. Uh, we desire to bring people on to show eventually once we, you know, get our stable, you know, set up and location and things like that. But it's really just to help other people build love in their life and their legacy as well. And yeah. just to be that encourager to let them know that they can do it and um, let people know that they're not alone when they're struggling and that the things that you think that you can't make it through, you really can. Facts. And um, Facts. I'm let you... What you want to do with the platform? Because that's really his baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I have a desire, and we have a desire to be life coaches. Okay. You know, um, and I'm actually looking into how I can solidify the the want with the what do you call it? Certification. Certification. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a school guy. Never been a school guy. Struggled through school. Uh, barely made it through high school, but <laughs> um, I understand the importance of credentials, especially if people are entrusting you with their, their personal space, their yeah. emotions and their well-being. They want to know that you, ex you, you know exactly what you're doing a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually working on um, gaining the, creden the credentials so that uh, I, I can do um, to can become a certified life coach. And that's why this platform is important so that we can get our face and our name out there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people know who we are, know what we offer and they can see uh, our realness, our authenticity. And if it fits them well, then maybe we can work together because I just, I, I want to see people win. And, you know, I just, I, I really do. Uh, I don't, I don't want to glory in what we have going on and stay on an island. Yeah. If I have space on this island, I want people to come on an island, on this island. 
I, and I want them to be able to the, to take the trades and the secrets or whatever we can offer them and then take and build their own island and replicate and do this the same thing. Yeah. And if I can be responsible for a fraction of that happening, then I feel like I'm living. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. We just we've always loved people mm-hmm. and we will continue to love people. And that's why I say this thing is so much bigger than us. And that's why that's what we intend for this platform to do and and where it's going to take us right. to become a profession. Yeah. Uh, right now, you know, I, I do um, work uh, work that I love. I do because I have a technical brain, um, but I want to do what I'm purpose to do. Yeah. And full time. And this is something I want to do full time. Over the years, that. we have mentored and have life coached. Um, just naturally. I mean, yeah. couples that have been married longer than longer us, than us. older than us. <laughs> yeah. And at first it was like, you come to us. Like, right. You know, and um, it's humbling to have those couples that, you know, that really just wanted to have a conversation and they'll always be like, you guys are, you know, wise beyond your years and how, you know, could you? Because we weren't at 14 years of marriage when these people, we were talking with these people. We were more like at seven and eight mm-hmm. and just you know, gleaning off the mistakes and the things that we have went through at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was amazing to see. And, and it just gave us the confidence that, yeah, we can really do this. And then the fruit of it, you know, to look back at other people's marriages that we have, oh. you know, talk them through like at one pe- one person, they was on retainer like two o'clock in the morning. They could call us and we will like get up with them and just be yeah. there for them. Cause some people just didn't really have a safe place like that. And for yeah. people to trust, us with their lives and their secrets and their the things that they were going through and it was like wow we can do this and to see i don't think everybody survived so far that we helped so, so, far. <laughs> so, so far. far we we even, we even we even have a couple coming back that after uh, a couple counseling sessions decide to call it quits against our, you know, our. We were our, just giving them space. Because one thing right. we want people to choose what they want to do. do. We right, don't want absolutely. People to because you know we worked out. We don't want to assume that's true. We don't know what we gonna end up in ten years. But like I right. said, today we fighting and we gonna keep fighting or whatever. Right. But we just don't want to feel like we don't want people to come to us and feel like we're gonna make them stay together. That's right. not it. So we right. do ask questions. We do probe you. Hard pressing you know, questions. We do want you to be honest with yourself and with, you know, mostly with yourself. Because if you can be honest with yourself, then the chances of you being honest with other people, you know, it, it goes up. So yes. we just want people to have authentic, not superficial relationships. And you mm. would be amazed how many people been married for years and have very superficial relationships. Relationships. Oh my and that God. is very, that's not a, a, you know, it's not a happy place to live in when you can't be honest about the food you like or mm. be honest that you don't like this show and you really don't like going to the movies but you go for that person and you know we want you tell to- your wife what <laughs> you talk to your wife about what <laughs> you share what i get them questions all the time i'm like yeah we- she's my wife she's my wife <laughs> <laughs> like, I, if I, i'm not I, gonna I, tell her who am i telling like telling right. <laughs> i don't i don't know like i don't know what where that goes that's that's beautiful man let me ask you this in this era of social media, how do y'all navigate being married? Because it's not a problem that I face, but I know a lot of my married friends who struggle with this whole social media and being married thing. So how how do y'all, what are some, 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 do y'all put rules in place or is it like, how, how do you navigate this world 
of social media without having marital issues because I don't have them and people think I'm nuts. So I just want to know how y'all do it. We don't have them either, brother. Honestly, we don't, because we don't put a whole lot of stock in social media, we yeah. understand that in what the platform is. Yeah. Um, we keep it where it's at. This is home. Home is not on a social platform. Right. And if we understand what where home is at, then we want we we don't give too much energy into that. Um, you know, I mean, it's just uh, because we mutually respect one another, we automatically don't do it here, so we don't take it on to yeah. there either. Yeah. So it baffles me when people struggle. Um, you know, even uh, the pages, uh, you know, that I that I follow, some of the groups I'm in, uh, she has access to everything. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. You know, again, some of my guy friends are like, your wife knew you on this or that or look at this and that. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I understand he's a man. Yeah. And, <laughs> he's going to yeah. look at and do certain things. It's like, I yeah, I don't, I don't hide anything. But I don't I do not do anything or engage in anything that would disrespect Respect. her. Yeah. I'm going to throw this pen at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> this pen. I want to throw it at you because this is the point I always make to people about social media. Yeah, like this pen. I always I always make this point to people about social media. Social media is a tool. Right. Social media is a tool like any other tool. A hammer right. is a tool, right? I can take a hammer and build a house, or I can take a hammer and bash you over the head with it. Same right. tool. Same tool. If I use the tool for good, it's a good tool. Right. The problem with the tool is not the tool. The problem it's with the tool, the tool is the user. It's the user. So people like social media is so negative. Or social media is breaking marriages apart. I'm like, no, people are negative. People yes. break marriages apart. If yes. the same way a man can be on social, be on a man cannot be on social media and still cheat on you, believe it or not. Yes. That that's I, a thing. I know, I know a lot of them. It's me. a thing. It's a thing. It, being on social media does not automatically mean that this guy is going to be, be be unfaithful to you. But for some reason, it's 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 ingrained. Oh, we can't do social media as a family because if he's on social media, then he's going to talk to this person, that person. Well, guess what? That person also leaves the house every day to go to work. Thank you. You have to trust that that person is not going out here and sleeping with every woman that he works with at his job. You have to trust that he's not sleeping with the women that he's meeting at the grocery store. He's not sleeping with people or the gym or McDonald's. You don't know what this person's doing. At some point, you got to trust that person, right? Exactly. exactly. So, so I, I just love, like, I just love hearing people other than me say these things because I promise you, people think I'm nuts when I say these things. <laughs> no, so I, I want to ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What? I'm going to ask both of you from each perspective, right? So what? Jonathan, what do modern men not understand about being a husband? Dang, I don't even know how to answer that. What do modern men... We ask the big questions here on Real Talk with Ray John. <laughs> modern men don't understand about being a husband. You already answered this one before on our podcast. What did, what did I say? Help me trace my memory. What did I say? I flip it. No, you frame it another way. No, All right, I'm gonna ask Eva. Eva, okay. what do women in to the in the modern era not understand about being married? So I'm gonna go off of 
some married women that I know of and what I feel as though that they miss. I don't think many married women understand that that we have a position and a role to play mm. in relationships. Oh, I know that. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. <laughs> and, and oh, sorry. I think that women feel really entitled in their marriages. Like when I end up counseling women one-on-one or someone comes to a question, ask me a question, they have this entitlement or he is supposed to do it. He is and he is and, and he's the man and all of that. And I'm like, you forgot the whole partnership. You forgot what you bring to the table. You forgot that you're the reason why he is the way that he is. And you forgot you the reason why he act the way it is. As they, they forget their own personal responsibility mm -hmm. as a woman to be yeah. that support. And if he ain't acting right, then, you know, how are you helping? Like, what are you doing? You know, oh, what yeah. are you adding to the table? You know, what are you bringing to the table? And I'm not talking about in just finances. I'm talking about a state of mind. I'm talking mm. about what your words. I'm talking about how you move and how you greet him and the atmosphere that you bring home to him. Like, who, like, what do you bring? Because I'm leery of women that always point at their man or at their, at their husbands for the things that's going wrong. So I feel as though many wives feel entitled because they are the woman they are to be catered to a certain way and don't understand that there's a mutual partnership between the two. That's yeah. What I think. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. You cooking. All right. What you got, John? <laughs> you, you. So, <laughs> this, uh, to, all, to kind of piggyback on what she's saying, and also, uh, it, it was a post that you put up that I, I gave you kudos on. It's about men understanding the position of their wives mm. or of their women and how, you know, men still think and have this kind of um, archaic mindset that, you know, the women are supposed to be, uh, you know, inferior or behind or know your place woman or, mm. you, you know, I, I just I need men, modern men to understand that in 2020, and I've told guys this, she can't, she is surprised when I say this. Men, in 2020, women don't need you. <laughs> I'm going to be a hunting. One hunting. do not need you. So you have to strip yourself of this old archaic mind that says that women are inferior, you're the man, you have the final say, and they should know their place. Today, we have to find out how we can strategically help our women win mm. and partner with them and don't be afraid of their success. Their success does not make you less of a man, brothers, men. You have to be secure within your masculinity in order to understand that. I'm sitting next to a up-and-coming doctor, right, of her perfection. Dr. E. She told, her, she told the whole house, call me Dr. E when I get my doctor to wear Yes, sir. <laughs> I am a high school graduate, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Her success does not make me feel any less than a man because I am secure in my masculinity and in my manhood. And I understand that her success is going to fall over <laughs> onto me as well. Yeah. So that's what I think the misconception for the modern man, even in 2020, is that women still have to, they have to subject women to an inferior state 
and that the woman still can't, even to this day, can't make more than, I mean, I get in conversations at my job so many times about this topic and it just baffles me because you would think that that is a played out mindset, but men still think like that to this day. So that's what I want all men, all modern men. Do you remember that episode of Martin? Yes. When, like, I always remember that episode. He was like, you make how much? <laughs> you make more than me, Jada. And he was so upset. he was so hurt. And so, like, that's like that's like that. I, I everything you just said, man. Like everything that you just said, man. Like marriage is a partnership. You know, me and my marriage. wife, we've been married twelve years now. Twelve years. You know, we've been together fourteen. And like, it's 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 a, it's a part. If we're not on the same page, if we're not on the same team, that we can't do this. Right. Like we have to find a way to be on the same team. We have to find a way to be on the same page because that that bleeds into everything else, especially when you have kids. If you're not on the same page, your kids can play you against each other, and they will. Yeah, and they will. Oh, I'm gonna go to mommy and I'm gonna ask mommy, and if mommy said no, I'm gonna go and ask daddy, and like they will do that if y'all aren't on the same page. You you have to have certain things that are ground rules. I also am a big believer in deal breakers, right? So okay. I, I believe in like, okay, there's certain things I can really let go of. I'm not going to trip on that. But there's certain things I will never let go. And mm. I know that. But it's my job and it's my responsibility to tell my spouse that and to let her actually know who I am as a person. I think that one of the flaws that we have in the modern era is that we want to try to we want to try to keep our mask on as long as we can. And we don't right. want to expose the person that we actually are to the person that we love. And how can somebody truly love you if they don't know you? Right. I want to keep my deepest, darkest secrets to myself. Right. But I want to pop off when you offend me with something that I didn't even tell you why it hurts me that. So I, I use something very simple as an example. I use something very simple as an example. Well, it's complex, but it's simple. Um, it's, it's complex, but it's small at the same time. So if you were molested as a child, you probably want your children raised a certain way. But if you never tell the person that you're with that you were molested as a child, you just tell them, I don't want my children going anywhere, doing nothing. And they're like, right. that's not a big deal. Who cares? But if in the beginning of your relationship or even at that time, you tell them, listen, when I was a child, I went to this place and I was molested. That's why I don't want my children in all kinds of people's houses. All kinds of time. No, you don't want to tell them that because that embarrasses you. But I can't be embarrassed when I'm talking to my spouse. There we go. Right. Absolutely. And and Absolutely. that's that's when when I look at you guys, that's what I see. That's the transparency that you guys have within your marriage. That's the transparency you have within my marriage. I could I, I tell my wife anything. Like you said, people be like, You tell her that? I'm like, yeah, that's my wife. Like, like I mean. If I can't talk to her, who can I like? I better get somebody to talk to. That, that's who I got, you know. And y'all have that, and y'all are so like y'all are thirty three, man. Like I'm thirty eight. Like God, God does things the way He does them. But I love the fact that y'all got them. Y'all got this at such a young age, and I'm glad that y'all are shining your light for the world to see because the world needs to see positive black families operating in the realm in which you guys operate. And they need to see people willing to be as vocal about loving marriage as single people are about bashing marriage. Yes, absolutely. Very well said, man. 
I'm sorry. For no, that's no. I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, man. So like, like that. That's that's where I live, man. Like that. That's literally the place that I live, and I love that idea of um married Mondays. If y'all start that back up, y'all let me know, man. I I love to pull up and 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 be a part of that because me and my me and my wife used to be a part of a a group, and I'm not gonna say the name of the um the group, but it was a Facebook group, and we used to hang out and we used to do stuff, and then like it got real messy, and we were like, we don't do mess. Like I, mm. that's another thing that one of my deal breakers. Me and my wife, we don't do mess. No. Um, so if y'all out there trying to be married and doing mess at the same time, you're not gonna be married long. Get that out your life. Out your life. Yes, yes. And don't take advice from your single friends, married people. <laughs> you can't. You cannot. <laughs> what, what you got? What tips you got, man? I'm. I'm. I'm like, yes. No, you good. I. I was. Um. <laughs> I don't want to sound too deep, but. Uh, this is the place I you always tell, I always, <laughs> I always tell, you know, um, anybody that I come across, and usually a lot of the conversations happen at work, that you have to uh, walk around with a married energy. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the guys, you know, that I work with at my job, uh, he always finds himself, you know, in single company. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's ladies for the most part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's and trouble. I asked him straight up. I said, "Why do you find it strange that single women just always draw to you?" He said, "What you mean?" And he's laughing. I said, "See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You invite the energy because it's in your heart that you wear the ring, but it's really a facade. You really want to be single, so you like that the the picture that the that your marriage paints, but in your heart you're single." So you draw that energy. And what I mean by you have to walk with married energy is that you have to be proud that you are married mm. and you have to be secure in your marriage. And in the fact that you are married, you know, when I, when I walk around, I've heard people say this before, Oh, Johnny won't do that. Oh, well, my Johnny called him big John. He'd be like, big John won't do that. Mm -hmm. Some people out here say that we have not held a real conversation. <laughs> How do you know what I will and won't do? And it's because I walk and I let that energy exude my very presence. And people aren't dumb. They pick up on it, man. The good and the bad, mind you. Yeah. But if you walk and you're secure in your marriage, even when the bad tries to come, you're able to shut it down. Even if it's tough, mm. you'll still lean on doing the right thing. Mm. So walk, walk with a married energy. Oh, you want to give your example of your married energy? <laughs> Give your example, your married energy, girl. Give your example. No, I love the fact that um, even if I get approached by a single guy or someone that finds me interesting or whatever, it's always really respectful. <laughs> they always come like kind of still like slow. Excuse me, miss, or you know, are you married? Oh, dang, I didn't see your ring. It's always like this little humbling like presence, and um, I tell Jonathan almost every time it happens because it makes me feel great because of the energy that I carry. They know they can't approach me all kind of way, which I, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. But I just think that you just, you know, the energy, you attract the energy that you have. And if, you know, if, if attraction ain't going right, you know, you have to check your energy, what you giving off. You right. know, um, I was talking to this one single girl one time. She's nice to me, but she do walk around with this attitude like, mm -hmm. She just have one of those faces, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm like, and she said she can't meet anybody. I was like, well, first, you got to smile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to look a little welcoming. 
you know, because people aren't aware of the energy that they bring when they, you know, in people's presence. And you yeah. just really have to be careful with the energy that you have. Absolutely. I, I, I know you, you made a, you gave a good point of, of uh, you know, watch the single company that you keep. Um, it just that, that also, that goes without saying, but I would also add to that, just watch the company in general uh, yeah. that you keep. And as much people want to give uh, advice on you and your marriage, uh, accept advice, but take it with a grain of salt. Make yeah. sure that your fortress is solidified and that you know exactly where you and your marriage stands. I've, I've accepted advice from people, single, married, regardless, but it had their advice had to speak to my core set of values. Yeah. And if it didn't speak there, then I would leave it where it was at. But I've, I've gotten some good pointers just out the blue sometimes. And I was able to implement that, you know, in the marriage. Um, but that came from a healthy place. Mm. This being the healthy place. So when it came in, I was able to receive it, do what I needed it do to do with it to really, you know, add value to what we have going on. Um, so just in general, keep the, watch the company you keep, man, and know Absolutely. exactly where you want your house to be at. Absolutely, man. This is this is dope, man. I I've really enjoyed this conversation. Like I I've loved this conversation. Um, I, I don't want it to go too long. I, I just have so many things. I I, I we're gonna have to do. We're just gonna have to do Married Monday. And it's going yeah, to <laughs> with that. Like, like y'all, like I, I can't say it enough. Like y'all just, y'all make me happy. Y'all, y'all make me happy. Like y'all make me happy. And I hope that everybody here, one understands that, especially in the era of social media, like, you know, everybody who looks happy on social media, some people are actually happy. Like, we 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 know that there are people on social media who pretend to be happy and are not actually happy. We understand, okay? We're, we're, I promise you we understand. But I'm also telling you that a lot of people who look happy on social media are actually happy. It's a thing. But, but why, why do you think that people are so willing to try to throw that shade at married people? We talked about that on the last it's a, episode. It's a, I think it's a mixture of a few things. I think it's envy for one, yeah. because, you know, how come you make it? How come you're happy? How come, you know, whatever? And then I really think it's, you know, it's just, it's just really not having an understanding of what marriage is, that you really do have down days and good days, but, you know, you still press through and you can still be happy and keep going on. I just, in another part of it, I just think that it's just, um, just people holding on to what they have experienced and, you know, can't grow past what they experienced, kind of speak. Like, because they experienced a bad relationship or they couldn't make it through an affair, that you ain't really happy because you made it through one, you know? So I just think that it's, it's up to that person's paradigm with how they think, how they feel, how they perceive relationships. And sometimes it's just envy. I don't know what you got. Uh, to add to what she was saying, it's people that really does they don't want to let go of all the things they know that they would have to let go of just so they can live what they see us and you live outwardly through your marriage. Yeah. You know, why why not throw shade on happy as a way to safeguard what you're unwilling to let go of? Yeah. You know, that's like that's like me being a fat boy, you know, looking at somebody who's fit. And I, I really want to be fit, mm -hmm. but I would rather joke on him by by belittling his efforts by saying, 
oh, he got little calves. I don't care about how he looked. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or yeah. he, he, he ain't really happy. Look at the stuff he got to eat. You know, that, that mm-hmm. dry brown rice and that chicken breast. You know, that ain't yeah. no life to live. So yeah. I'm throwing shade on him because I can't deal with the fact that I'm unwilling to discipline myself because I really want what I see him have. But I just don't want to give up what I know I need to and discipline myself to make sure that I can then replicate what I see him do. Absolutely. That's the mindset. So I would rather just throw shade on him just so I can solidify my insecurities. Wow. Or feel better about myself. I love that. I love that. Who wouldn't want to find somebody who they can build a life with? Really? You mean to tell me everything in this life that you have experienced so far that's the threshold if you've never experienced somebody that you love and that loves you back that you can build a future with. You wouldn't want to experience that. You want to continue to get your heart break or have people to play with your emotions or, you know, you didn't know that this person was married. Now their wife or husband's pulling up on you. Now you're into more drama. Yeah. Or, God forbid you have unprotected sex. You got STD. God forbid you have unprotected sex. Now you got a pregnant. Uh, you got a baby out or having a baby out of well. These are real life situations and examples. Right. And I'm not saying that those things don't happen in marriage. That's not what I'm saying. But it lessens the chances. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you find somebody that you actually are vulnerable with, open with, and choose to build with. That's right. And you mean to tell me that you would choose not to go down that road <clears throat> to hold on to what you want to because you don't want to do the work and you don't want to change? A diet is hard, but if you use it the right way, couple with exercise, you'll lose weight. Yeah. And that's the pain. And that's the pain. Absolutely. Just don't be afraid to endure and go through it, man. Because this, I, would, I wouldn't give this up. I'm sorry, I just, as jacked up as a man that I am, and we, she concentrates, she, do, she does a beautiful job by making sure that the camera and the light is shined in women's faces. Mm. And I try to do my best to make sure that these men stop lying to themselves and own up to who they really are as men. Yeah, I love and that. as messed up as I know that I am, and as scared as I am because of the insecurities that I still carry as a man, <clears throat> I still wouldn't trade this. My insecurities would not make me want to throw this away. Mm. I would rather dig deep and sacrifice and do what I have to do so that I can keep this, man, because this is the best thing since sliced bread for me. Oh, don't cry on it. Don't cry on it, Eva. Don't cry on it, Eva. Don't cry. (laughs) Hey, you did that, though, bro. You did that. You did that. You did that. I see you. I see you. So listen, man, I'm going to go ahead and wrap, but uh, let me, so I want you guys to close. Just let us know, you know, where can they find the podcast? Um, Where can they find the podcast? How can they watch you guys? And, you know, if they, if they want to find, if they want to reach out to you guys, maybe they have some questions. How do they, how do they do that? Well, we have a, what is going on? This thing. Just go ahead and say it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going low. Um, So, (laughs) Uh, we, we are on Facebook, the Love Life Legacy Podcast. Uh, you can reach out through there. Uh, you can reach us by um, email, legacy082787 at gmail.com. You can find us on our personal pages, uh, Jonathan Singleton, uh, Eve Singleton. Send us a messenger through that. Um, and just always look for the live discussions we do every weekend. I think that we start, we landed on a, date of, a day of Sunday 
We were Sunday. trying to do them on Saturdays, but Sundays just seemed like they work better for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how we can be contacted. We're available. We're open for questions. We don't mind giving advice. We won't haggle you, and we won't push you to the back. Uh, we'll give you 100% of ourselves, authenticity, uh, and just be really ready, you know, to to deal with with, uh, with, self. with self. Yeah. It's, it's self-work. we got to start here first yeah. in order to give it out. I love so, that. Yeah. Eve, anything you want to say in closing, love? No, it's been great. I was so nervous about this conversation. <laughs> <She> <laughs> what? Yes, but I'm so happy that we had it. And I just want to thank you for, you know, letting us be That's on so your perfect. show. Um, I think it was a great conversation. And I hope those that view it found it valuable, even if they took a, like a little snippet of something from our lives, you know, for them. I just thought it was great. Yeah, I appreciate your platform, brother. I really do. The great things that uh, you are doing and you have been doing and that you're going to continue to do. If nobody has told you this, you are important to the community. You are. You're important to the conversation. And even if you don't have the the, the uh, credit that you deserve, I want to give that to you right now. Give the rules is why you have a chance. Yeah, man. Praise God. Um, uh, continue to go on however we can help or whatever we can do. That's what we are willing to do because you are important to the culture, uh, to to this city, and to you know the community, man. So. Big ups to you, brother. Big ups. I'm, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> cry. <laughs> but thank you. That I, I humbly accept that. And thank you so much, man. Um, this this has been dope. Um, like they said, this is this has been a great conversation. Um, and I hope you guys come back. Um, I hope you guys come back. I'd like to do like do a, a joint show. I told you I've been wanting to do a um a, a couples like a couples panel for a while. So I, I think that's something we could definitely dig into. And uh, we'll we'll talk about that offline. Yo, I'm gonna go ahead and close. Don't don't hang up. Though. I want y'all to stay on. I want to talk to y'all after this is over. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 So let me go ahead and close this show. Listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching, everybody. This week, this has been the local celebrity spotlight with the Love Life and Legacy podcast. Please check them out on all their digital. Uh, service platform. I hope that if they're just on Facebook now, that they're looking to expand to YouTube, looking to expand to all the different platforms because people need them. People need them out here in these streets. Um, thank you all for watching this week. Reminder that the local celebrity spotlight happens every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. But this week I actually have three shows. Tomorrow I have my local celebrity spotlight shines on Quadjo Campbell, who is a community organizer and former uh, city councilman for the city of Charleston. We'll be talking about his uh, protest rally that he'll be having uh, at Brittle Bank Park on uh, Saturday, actually, called the BLM, the Black Agenda uh, Rally. So please check that out. It's going to be great. We'll be live actually tomorrow at 4 p.m., a special time, 4 p.m. tomorrow. If you are doing something in the community that you would like a light shined on, please reach out to me on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan.com to discuss getting you on the show. This and all of my shows, including the Card Chronicle series, is now available via Apple, Spotify, and any place you can find podcasts. You can also find it on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan.com. If you'd like to be made aware of some when I go live, because sometimes it is unscheduled, please be sure to click the follow or subscribe tab on the page so that, and turn on the notifications so that you'll know when something new is posted to the page. In the meantime, follow me on social media to stay up to date on what's happening in Real Talk with John. 
anywhere you go. Real Talk Rajan, R-E-Z-S-A-U-N. That's me. All right. Special shout out to all of my sponsors. Thank you to Science2C.com for all your custom design needs. Please visit www.Science2C.com. And if you're looking to start a career in cybersecurity, make sure you go to cyberprepu.as.me. They have trained IT professionals on call, ready to train you to begin a career of your choosing. Feel free to leave comments, questions, whatever else you'd like to say in the comment section or the message section. I love getting your messages and getting your feedback, even if it's negative. But I would appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating or on my podcast or review on my Facebook page and YouTube channel. In closing, thank y'all again. This has been dope. Um, I love every single one of you. I couldn't do it without you. It would really suck talking to myself every single week. But y'all are here and y'all watch. So always remember that God is everything and without him we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now that's real talk. I'll see you tomorrow night. Peace.